This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am speaking with Jay Perez, uh, also known on Instagram as Jay Perez 2087, uh, also known to us as a new friend of Anderson, introduced by our Chief Facilities Officer, Jose Castillo. Um, Jay, you have come to us with an incredible new uh, take on an old logo for our brand new ice cream truck. And uh, I'm thrilled to have you on the show to talk about your, your who you are and uh, how that came to happen. Hi, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Like I said, uh, I've worked with Jose for a long time, pretty much since he started at Anderson. And um, I, as you know, you know, you know him from way back when, I think, but uh, he's a fun guy to work with. He's always coming up with great ideas. He works hard. He's built an incredible team in our operations department. Um, but I've learned that when Jose says, hey, he stops by, you know, and walks into our suite or he shoots us an email or a text and he's got some idea. He knows somebody. We always take note because it's always a really creative, new, exciting, fun opportunity. And in this case, uh, it was not disappointing at all. So um, so we'll get into what you did uh, and, and what people are going to start seeing on the roads and, and uh, certain locations soon. But in the meantime, can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Well, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, in the Sunset Park area of Brooklyn. Uh, It wasn't the prettiest place growing up. And um, that's how I met Jose. Jose was, we were like teenagers in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so I know him for a while. Yeah. Since we were teenagers. And uh, we, in this area of Brooklyn, I don't know if you know Sunset Park, but there was the, it was a very high concentration of teenagers. Mm-hmm. The highest in New York City, actually. Really? Of, yeah, we had the most teenagers in one area, one area within the, the, all of New York City. All right. So um, knowing Jose, let's see. What, did you get yourselves uh, into and out of troublesome situations or was it all fun and games? How, how was that growing up there? We, we, um, we stay out of trouble because we, I have my art. And I used to, believe it or not, I used to dance. <laughs> That's when the breakdancing craze <laughs> was. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so we, that kept us busy, um, out of trouble. Um, and then we knew who to stay away from. Yeah. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. Um, uh, we played uh, stickball, all the Brooklyn sports that you hear, you know, the, the streets sports that you hear. Yep. Stickball, uh, tag. Mm-hmm. We used to play all those, and we used to compete with other blocks. So that was fun. Was it? And so growing up, you were. I'm. I'm guessing in that time, parent brain. That was, um, you know, leave the house in the morning after breakfast, see you for dinner. Um, you know, like go there. I mean, it's not like today. I have, I have uh, a teenager now, and it's you know, do I have to come out of my room? And there's screens everywhere. This was before all that. This was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were pretty much, we just ate in the house and slept. We were outside right. 24-7. Right. I mean, oh in the summer, when we, were, when we were not in school, in the summer on vacation, we were outside playing. Uh, and basically, we, we if we didn't work for the summer, uh, we were playing, uh, going to the beach, 
Uh, we were fortunate that this neighborhood, I, I still live here, by the way. I still live mm-hmm. in the neighborhood I grew up. Cool. So, um, so uh, you know, it's fortunate. My, my wife actually grew up in Chelsea. Okay. In Manhattan. So she's a Manhattan girl all her life. Mm-hmm. So when I moved up here, we moved here. Um, now she loves the neighborhood at okay. first because it was still sketchy, you know, and 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 when we sh- she first moved here, I'm gonna say wow, like 30 years she's been. She still calls herself a Manhattanite, but she's here 30 years. <laughs> she's got deep roots, deep roots. Yeah, she's. Still, I'm from Manhattan, so but she, she lives here. She's but I live here, here for 30 yeah. years. I got. But she loves the neighborhood. She huh? she found her husband here. She she's a teacher, so she works a few blocks away. Okay. And everything is here. So, uh, but she loved the neighborhood. Being that it's so close to everything, mm-hmm. it's still close to the city. We're only five miles away from the city, right? By train, and we we she gets to drive to her beach. She goes to the beach. Yeah, we she takes the Bell Parkway. She yeah. she's on, she's in the beach probably about twenty five minutes. Uh, there, so you, she, you could she, you could you could uh, be a a realtor you're you're selling the location pretty well i'm excited close to new york city close to, Manhattan, close to the beach got yeah. pools found yes. romance and love i mean yes. to have. Mm-hmm. all right so i want to i want to ask you I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna prepare you for this question which is gonna i want to ask at the very end of the interview but but i don't think we can leave our listeners hanging without knowing whether our own uh, chief facilities officer, Jose, was good at stickball or bad. Um, so you can have a little time to come up with that answer. I'm going to ask you that later, but we'll, okay. we'll end with a little bit of trivia. Because okay. um, believe me, um, like I said, he's a great guy to work with, but he uh, we, we have a lot of fun. So have to throw him out there under the bus a little bit. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that you had your art um, among being outside and playing with your friends and that huge group of teenagers at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of art do you do or did you start with a certain kind and has it changed over the years? At that time, you know, you're young, so you do what the other young people are doing and they're doing comic books, drawings, and they're doing graffiti. So mm-hmm. when I went to high school, that's what I was uh, surrounded by. So we did a little, I did, I used to do the books. I never, I, this is one thing I'm proud of. I never wrote on the wall, never wrote, on, on trains or anything. I used to do the graffiti, but it was always on books. We mm-hmm. used to call them black books. And we used to we used to do the books and we used to pass them around. Huh. Uh, later on, I found out there was different types of graffiti artists. I didn't know, but there's guys that do the subway, the handball courts and books. So I, I stayed with books. I didn't want to get arrested. I was too chicken. Yeah, well, no. So, hey, so, I'm uh, all for that. <laughs> and I and I just didn't like the destruction of property. I just that wasn't my thing. But I loved what people did with the lettering and the mm-hmm. colors and the the uh, manipulating the letters and twisting them and 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 so on. So I did books. And and then I did also Levi. We used to do Levi canvas, uh, the the denim. We yeah. used to do denim jackets, yeah, yeah, denim jackets and Lee jackets. So I was known to do denim and Lee jackets, and that was my favorite thing to do, jackets and and so, it was fun. So Jay, did that start with um, like friends in the neighborhood just seeing what you could do in a book and saying, "Hey, I want that on the back of my jacket"? Was it yes. just word of mouth? Is that how it all happened? Cool. Yeah. Well, we used to see other. Um, I went to the high school of art and design. 
mm-hmm. in the city. So there were guys that were, remember, I, I don't know um, if you remember, um, there were disco guys and rock guys. There was always that difference of groups. People always put themselves in different groups, whether, you know, whatever, political, religion. And they had this, this disco versus rock and roll thing happening mm-hmm. back then, you know? <laughs> yep. They used to call us disco bunnies or whatever. Okay. And so, but I used to see the rock guys used to have their denim jackets and they used to have their favorite albums covers mm-hmm. with the art. And I love that. <laughs> I used to couldn't get enough of seeing them wearing their Led Zeppelin, uh, Pink Floyd. Now I love that music now. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe I missed out on that when I was a young kid. But yeah. now I can't get enough of that of rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so I used to see their, their jackets. I'm like, oh, my God, that's just awesome. I used to love seeing those jackets. And mm-hmm. uh, so then, of course, I saw the graffiti guys in school with the same designs, but in graffiti style. So I'm like, oh, I started doing, I, I found out a little how they do it, what kind of paint they use. And I started from there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it spread like word of mouth throughout the community and, um, yeah. and so you were in high school and then, and then where did your life take you after high school? And did you, did you ever leave the neighborhood and come back? I, to it or? Yeah. After high school, I went to school visual arts, only two semesters. And mm-hmm. then I joined the police department. Well, that's a big shift. Okay. Yeah. So I joined the police department because I couldn't get hired in the private sector, whatever the reason. So I, I was gonna, uh, I took the test. I worked at a, uh, as a summer help, I worked at a graphics place in Brooklyn. Okay, so you stay connected to the, and you continue to do your art. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, 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 I worked at a graphics place after school. I, I, uh, I worked at a graphics place and um, called JV, JV Graphics. And this is before the computer uh, stuff that you could do everything on the computer. So I did, what was called back then paste up and mechanicals. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am not out of a, my out of my repertoire. Yeah, this was like 30 plus years. So how that worked was you had a they they typed the text that they wanted on the magazine. Uh-huh. And I had to take it, cut it, and actually paste it on the board with the with the with the, right now you just take Word, Microsoft Word. I was going to say you don't even touch yeah. paper anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that computer, uh, Microsoft Word, and all that took took three graphic jobs away. The paste up wow. guy, the guy with the photo that inserts the photo in and sizes it, mm-hmm. and the printer, the mm-hmm. guy who prints. So it's amazing. So uh, yeah, I did that, and then. I was thinking of taking the police test and pretty much I had no guidance growing up. I had to do everything myself. I had no big older brothers. My dad wasn't in the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my mom just struggling. Mm-hmm. And so the only advice I had was from coworkers, older coworkers. And I asked this angel of a lady, Rosa, her name is Rosa. Okay. And, I said, and I said, Rosa, I'm thinking of taking the police test. What do you think? She goes, take it, take, take the test. You, you could retire in 20 years, then you could do your art. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and then look at me, I'm 14 years here and I, I'm still here, 14 years. And I'm like, okay, so I took the test. Whatever happens, happens. I did not really want to be a cop. 
really. No. Okay. No, I was, I went to art school. So, yeah, right. so putting a uniform is so opposite that. Right. 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 No, yeah, no jackets that you know, nothing. Right. No, so inspiring. putting, uh, yeah, putting a, putting a uniform and, um, and a gun, strapping a gun. And they, after the academy, the academy is situated right next to the school of visual arts. Mm-hmm. So I was always like, oh, my God, I want to be back there again. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, how long were you on the force? Did you did you put in 20 years? 27. 27 years. And did mm-hmm. you grow to have a, a love for it or an appreciation, a passion for it? Did you were you ever able to bring your art into your work in any way? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I did uh, 27 years after. Um, in the precinct, I was gonna quit. I'm telling you, I'm not gonna lie. The first, the first week of the police academy, I was gonna quit. Uh-huh. And another guy next to me, another another cadet said, um, "Just give it a chance. Give it a chance. You you did so much and came such a long way." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay." And uh, it was a military thing, so they're yelling at you. You gotta stand uh-huh. up straight. They're yelling in your face because it's it's a military. Right, right. Thing. Paramilitary, so. I was going to quit. I was not uh, ready for that. And after the academy, we graduated. They sent me to Brownsville, Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you know, familiar with Brownsville. Nope. In the 80s, late 80s. Now, I left 80. I left. I graduated 88, the academy. Okay. And they sent me to uh, Brownsville. And I didn't have a car at that time. So I had to take the train. So it was rough. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it was rough. Okay, it was trial by fire. Hmm? Trial by fire. But I yeah. think I, Jose had mentioned when we talked, and actually, I, you know what? We I need to stop you right there, just real quick. We're gonna take a quick break. And we're gonna come back, and then I want to talk about something I heard about. Um, I think some sketch artistry that you started to be able to do. Yes. Maybe that's what extended your career there in the force. Exactly. Um, all right. Awesome. We're going to take a real quick break. Um, one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. We'll be right back with Jay Perez. Hi, I'm news correspondent, Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on. And we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyoursix.org. That's gotyoursix.org. Using the number six. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I am Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking with Jay Perez today. Um, Jay, you were just talking to us about your your youth, your art, your um your sort of left turn into the police academy um, and and working in Brownsville and Brooklyn. Um, But I'd love for you to share with us at what point 
did the, was there sort of an intersection of your your love and your passion and your skill in art and what you were doing um, as a career at the time? At that at that time, I was I got transferred because I just did six months in the in the Brooklyn North. It was called Brooklyn North, the Brownsville. Okay. So I I got transferred to the 88 precinct. I met a sergeant there. Oh, actually, one of my training sergeants used to be a detective. And he said, you know, there's an artist unit because I used to sketch everybody in the precinct. Ah, you couldn't stop yourself. That's good. That's good. That's true passion. Every time I had uh, indoor duty, like uh, the cells or answering the phones, because sometimes they'll use guys and they'll have them inside doing various duties. So every time I I had that, so I would break out my sketch pad and and sketch out the guys and make fun of them. Yeah, nice. Perfect. And, uh, And I saw, and I sketched a sergeant and the sergeant goes, you know, we have an artist unit. And and I'm like, we, what we do. Right. And I, and I, uh, he, he goes, yeah, I'll get you the number. Cause he used to deal with them as a detective. So that's what he knew. And he gave me their number, uh, called them up. Uh, they set up an interview, how to bring my portfolio Mm-hmm. The guy is an old school detective. The guy I met in one—it's in one police plaza, the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. And I go there as a young kid. I only had two years in the police department, and mm-hmm. I go there and I meet this um, detective. He looked just like Serpico <laughs> from the seventies. You know, he, okay. had his, he had his gun here, yeah. short sleeve with the tie. I mean, old school, nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, detective uh, Frank Domingo, rest his soul. He passed away. So he gives me the interview. He was a fantastic artist too. It was mm. the pencil work, and he gives me the interview. He goes, uh, "Hey kid, uh, you did good, um, but you're number seventeen on the list. And the only way you get in this unit, there was only three guys in that unit for the whole city. Mm-hmm. The only way you get here is if one of us dies." quits or retires mm. and I was like oh forget it I'm never getting there <laughs> so he goes you're number 17 on top of that wow so a couple years later they have a NYPD has an art show I submit my stuff is at the Salmon Gundy art art in the village really yeah it's at the Salmon Gundy club mm-hmm. which is a, a very well known mm-hmm. um, and and he sees me. Uh, Frank Domingo sees me. He, he says, uh, wow, you're still doing this, huh? And I go, yeah, I love art and stuff. My spare time, I did art. And when he winds up retiring a few years later, and he gives my name to the other senior artist that's going to become the senior artist that makes decisions. Okay. And, I, and, I, and they call me up, and he says, uh, he calls me up, the, the next guy in seniority, and he goes, are you still interested? I didn't meet you at the art show, but Frank Domingo talks highly of you. And next thing you know, I get transferred. I meet him. I bring my portfolio again. Nice. I meet him. And next thing you know, I'm transferred there. So you you went up the chain pretty fast. That's great. I mean, it in also, terms of those 17 people. <laughs> yeah. It also helps. I only had six years in the police department. It's all about seniority. Uh-huh. And they don't want to bump the senior guys uh, off, so they don't want a guy coming in with more time than they 
So being a rookie helped me out at that, in that, that time, because mm-hmm. I didn't bump any, I was the lowest man on the lower <laughs> totem pole. So, so you became a sketch artist. One of, one of you said three in for right. the entirety of New York city. Yes. That must've mm-hmm. been quite an amazing experience. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm guessing you yeah. found yourselves in a lot of interesting situations. Sketching yes. a lot of interesting characters. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So I, I want I wish we could talk more about that aspect, but I want to jump for the last couple of minutes here um, to to this kind of cor- correlates to how we met you and um, how you got introduced to Anderson because you go back it goes back to that relationship, that friendship you had with Jose Castillo, mm-hmm. who works at Anderson. Jose has gotten extremely excited about uh, this new ice cream truck that uh, Anderson is, is going to be getting out on the road very soon. And um, and one of the things that for a while now, Jose has been coming to us, uh, to his, his colleagues with ideas for how it should look and different options for colors. And it, that's one of the things I love about Jose is he's not just about, you know, whether it runs or doesn't run or what it's going to take to maintain. He wants this thing to pop. He wants it to look amazing. He's so proud of what Anderson does and, and of the, the families and the children and adults that we serve that he wants to make it really special. And so, uh, so all of a sudden we open this file one day. So um, file, yeah. Yeah. You open up that file or we open up the file yeah. and there is, it's, it's such an awesome visual because it's, it's a logo that, those of us who've been with Anderson for a long time know it's our blue night and mm-hmm. our blue night is the mascot for our special Olympians, our athletes um, in our program who participate in special Olympics and they are the Anderson blue Knights, And we're very proud of them, but you took that blue night and all of a sudden in this perfectly natural way, the blue night is holding <laughs> out a beautiful ice cream cone for everyone to come to the truck and, and learn about Anderson and learn about autism and interact with our staff and our students and adults. And, uh, and, and you made that. So thank you. Oh, and we wanted to take this opportunity. Yeah. We want people to know your story and who you are when they see that logo and they, and they know that there's a real person who's got a really interesting story and a personal connection to people at Anderson. Um, it was just such a yeah. such a cool thing that you did. Um, I wanted to give you a chance to say anything that that might mean to you, and and you know, in terms of supporting an organization like Anderson that that works with people with autism, and um, and is that you know, it, it I don't know that you get to do that all the time, so it's it's just really I, great. I don't, and I was so proud to do that. Uh, for Jose and for you guys. You guys do amazing work there. And Jose told me all about your work that you do. And it's amazing. So I was, I'm was, i glad I was able to be part of this little um, project with you guys. Well, if you're going to be a big part of it, um, you already are, because now you're part of the Anderson community and the Anderson family. Um, I will say that I've noticed that Jose has been talking about sort of making the Blue Knight logo, that logo a little bigger. Um, so you, so you, you'll hopefully be very pleased with how it looks. Um, and again, I just, I, I don't want to cut your story short cause it's a great one, but, uh, I want to make sure our listeners know that they can follow you at J Perez. That's J P E R E Z two zero eight seven on Instagram. Yes. That's my shield number. And that's your shield number. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, All right. And now we have a minute left. We need to know the answer. When you were back then, young kid, teenager, playing stickball, Jose's there in the mix. 
Was he a mess or was he a superstar? I think he was a superstar. I think he was, uh, he could have played for the Yankees. Oh my, I think he might've paid you to say that. However, we will, <laughs> we will hear about that for a long time. Okay? The stickball super, super, uh, superstar. Well, listen, yeah. Jay Perez, I want to thank you for being mm-hmm. on the show. I want to thank you so much for telling your story. It's a really interesting one. And I think as a reminder, outside of the artwork and 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 the backstory, like your whole story should be a reminder to us all to never lose sight of your dreams. Um, even if you have to make some decisions that don't exactly feel right at the time, yeah. if you keep doing what you love, you're going to get there. And that's awesome. Yep. yep. I was so, so lucky in my life. Well, congratulations. I hope to be able to meet you someday in person. And thank you again for being on the show. And thank you for our ice cream wielding blue night. It's the best. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Jay Perez, 2087 on Instagram. This is one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to one in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.